All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Uh, uh, I hate this team sometimes. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. Live from the Sports Closet Studio, three locations in Edmonton. This is the lead. I don't want to talk about what the Oilers did last night. I really don't. The lead is brought to you by our friends at Soho Yeg. They have a huge 100-inch screen on game days that shows the Oilers in action. Other days, it's a great music spot. Check them out, SohoYeg.com. That sucked. That was unacceptable. Smart cowboy. You said it, Tyler. Yeah, man, that's how I feel. That's what you get on Oilers Nation every day. You get exactly how I feel about this hockey team at all times. And uh, that intro felt appropriate. They're just, I don't get it. I honestly don't understand it at all. How this team can consistently, game after game after game after game, not feel the need to show up early how this team can consistently play down to their opponents, it's mind-boggling. I don't get it. How a team that is that good on paper, and we can pick apart parts of this roster, sure, but they're good on paper. How they can look that disinterested on home ice is just absolutely beyond me. It makes no sense. 
no sense. We're going to we're going to break whatever we saw last night down in full today on the show. It's just me and you. Oh, and Liam. And by you, I meant the YouTube chat. So please, if you're watching on the Nation Network YouTube, hit that like button. Drop your comment. Let me know what you thought about that game last night because we are going to get to it all. Um, Liam, you are also here before I get into my three big things from last night's game. What did you make of that? I mean, yeah, I, I do like that you titled the name of this stream something positive because without Stuart Skinner, that game's 8-2, that game's 9-2, that game's 10-2. Yeah, I mean, just the fact they allow 50 shots on a team where they're missing half their actual starting lineup. Yeah, You know, there were so many key players out for Washington yesterday. And I know Edmonton is missing a bunch of key guys too. Obviously, I mean, didn't play yesterday, but to allow 50 shots and they just made Washington's depth players look elite. Like what was that? What's that big guy's name? Protus? Alexei Protas, yeah. Holy moly. Anyone would have thought that guy was a 15-year veteran in the NHL, the way he was skating around our defense last night. It was unacceptable, to be honest. And just looking through the stats, like, 17 shots allowed on the power play, uh, penalty kill, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, that is r absolutely ridiculous. And I made, I made the like target today, 47 for obvious reasons. So can we get one like for every shot the Oilers gave up last night? I did it the That's other day for every save. shot the Oilers had in the game, which was mm -hmm. only 21. So now I'm asking for double, but I think Stuart Skinner has, has earned a good reputation and, and deserves those 47 likes. Yeah, he does. Stuart Skinner, the only reason that thing wasn't just even uglier last night. Uh, let's get into our three big things from last night's hockey game brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance covered friends of the nation. They've been around for more than 90 years. I trust them with the nation truck. You can trust them with all your insurance need. Cornerstoneins.ca for more. Number one is it's slow, slow starts. Ryan Rashog had a great chart that he tweeted out from SportLogic. Pick a metric. Pick any metric you want in the first period the oilers are bottom third bottom five in the nhl in it they don't generate anything i said i was i was going to try to not have this be like a profanity laced show but i might break that rule they don't generate shit they give up a lot of good shit to the other team they're brutal they're terrible in the first period every single game i don't get it at this point it just you you don't even know what to question because we've no. questioned everything. It's just like, does this team just forget what time the games actually start? Like it's, it's, it's remarkable that how consistent they are at being terrible in the first period. Like, yep. I think someone else tweeted yesterday. I can't remember who it was to give him credit, but all the numbers too, like even for like goals against and stuff like that, just line up right next to Arizona. It's like, are we really yeah. on scale with the Arizona coyotes right now? Like that is, they literally don't have a home rink. They're on a 13 or 14 game road stand yeah. right now. And we have them, what is it, tomorrow or Thursday, whatever it is? I guarantee like, you the Coyotes look better in the first 10 minutes more than the Oilers. 100%. Like 100%. And I don't know what it even is to try and get this team going. Like maybe try and get an early power play to generate something. But They take just, the first penalty every game. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, screw themselves and take the first penalty. Like the shots just kind of just got way out of control after that first power play when they buried like eight on Skinner just in that one little motion. Everyone's just diving around. Yeah. It's like, is there no coordination on this team at the moment? Like there seems to be no synergy at all. But it does, it like, it can be a game in the middle of December. It can be a game in the middle of February. It can be game one of the playoffs. They, they don't show up. Yeah. Like, let's go back to the playoffs last year. I got the game logs. 
against LA game one of that series outshot in the first period outscored in the first period second game didn't score in the first period they walk out of their zero zero guess what outshot next game okay they finally showed up against the LA Kings they were up to nothing they were outshot 19 to 7 though mm-hmm. didn't show up even though they got a couple of lucky goals next game trailed to nothing after the first next game trailed one nothing after the first next game game seven of that series the only time they outshot the LA Kings and outscored them in the first period. That was it. Sorry, that was game six. Game seven, same thing, 0-0 at the end of the first. They didn't show up once. Let's go to the Calgary series. Game one against Calgary, down 3-1 after the first. Game two against Calgary, down 2-1 after the first. Game three, 0-0. Game four, as we know, game four went very well. They were up three rip. Next game, down one nothing. Let's go to the Colorado series, Liam, while we're ripping through these game logs. Game one, down 3-2. Game two, 0-0. Zero, zero. Game three, 1-1. One, one. Game four, down one nothing. They showed up in 7, 12, 16 playoff games last year, twice in the first period. They had two good first periods in the entire playoff run. They just, I, I, there's no way to explain it. It's, it's weird. It's like... Homeless just kind of rip the entire team apart and just get 20 new players. Like, I would, like, I, I don't obviously think that's the solution, no. but it's like at this point, like, how many times you have to drill it into these guys and, like, hey, like, show up. Like, I'm sure the coaching staff, even before Woodcroft, Tippett, yeah. McLennan, whoever yeah. it was, is because it's been an issue forever, forever, forever. Yeah. And it's just so many different things have been tried by the coaches, and now the players just don't want to do it. And I don't even know. I like it leaves you speechless, to be honest. Because it's like, what could they possibly do more? Because when they actually do come out and play and get the first goal and like kind of drive the first period, they win the games. They win the games. I I think the only game this season they haven't won after taking a lead was the New Jersey game where at home when it ended the win streak. I believe that was the only game. I might be wrong. Maybe there's another one since then, but. They're they're eight and three this year when scoring first. Eight and three. Yeah. Okay, then they they were they were on they were six yeah. and zero at one point. Yeah. So now you are two and three in your last five every time you score the first mm-hmm. goal. I can't remember the other games, but it's like man, like come on, you have the two best players in the league, top two or three, whatever you want to say, and every single night we have to rely on them so heavily to do something special for us. Like last night, the, the team looked like they were generating absolutely nothing offensively too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there was it was. Such a boring hockey game, to be honest. Like the only reason he was entertaining was Stuart Skinner was putting on a masterclass. He was unreal. Um, they've played 26 games this year. They've led after the first period four times. That it, that's embarrassing. And you know what? I I will rip the depth of this team a lot. I think part of it is it starts at the top. I think your leader's got to be better. I've always said it's not on a coach to have to motivate his team at the NHL level. Um, but I, I think there's something about the big guns here, the guys who wears letters, the guys who have been here for five, six years, get these guys going for the depth players. You need to recognize that your NHL life is on the line every night and show a bit of a pulse. Yeah. Hit someone go for check card. That's part of the reason why I've never mind minded when Brad Malone's in the lineup, because you know, he's going to go out and hit someone. He's going to look like, even if his max speed isn't as fast as anyone else on the ice. It looks like he's giving you max effort. Like, look like you're giving max effort at some point in the first period. You know, yeah. there's never looked that way. I think, yeah, like you said, like as fans, we just, we appreciate that a lot. Like, I could, we, this organization has been through a lot and the fans have been through a lot in the last however long with like missing the playoffs forever and a decade of darkness, obviously. And I think 
I think Dan said it once on All Those Nation Radio. It's like, we always knew, like, not now, but like back then, like, the team was never talented enough to beat the good teams. Yeah. But whenever someone was doing something to like show that they were at least trying to be those big teams, it went a long way. And I think that's why people appreciate Yamamoto maybe a little bit more, even when he's not producing offensively, at least he's trying to do something. Um, I guess to spin this into a positive of somewhat, I thought Dylan Holloway was phenomenal yesterday. He's not going to get rewarded for it. He's not going to get anything. He played less than 10 minutes uh, on five on five yesterday. We got to hear he created 10 shots for five against when he was on the ice, nine scoring chances for. That's those are the team numbers when he's on the ice. Oh yeah. And you look at last night, he made that nice little pass to Nugent Hopkins right across and Langman made a good save on it. It It's like, that was a great, that was their best chance. I think of the third period. Yeah. And he's, you know, we got that must be, yeah, it must have elevated to the second line. He was out, he was out there to be fair. I said he wouldn't be rewarded saying that I think he'll probably be back on the fourth line tomorrow against Arizona. That's the but thing. they did have him out there in the last minute of play. So, like, yeah, there's a little carrot for you, but they need to play him more. Like, play the guys who are effective. Play smart cowboys in the chat. Clem Shady needs to be moved up the lineup. Play the guys who are giving you max effort. Mm-hmm. Dylan Holloway looks that way. Couldn't say that about very many Oilers last night. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, we all, we're all very aware of what's mm-hmm. going on with this team. Like Hyman didn't play last night. McLeod, Fogel are all out. So that's... Really Kane's out. Like, they're missing four Kane. decent effort guys. You can call. Yeah. But within the team, there's still guys who are able to produce. And I guess that's what I will put on the coaching staff a little bit is put your players in positions to succeed. Devin Shore and Derek Ryan are only going to take Dylan Holloway so far. Mm-hmm. Dylan Holloway can produce offense on this team. Yep. Put him with Nugent Hopkins and Yanmark like he did last night. You know, and maybe you generate a little bit more there. Maybe you get some chemistry and then, I don't know, put Yamamoto wherever you want until he's like fully healthy to go. But like, come on, like it's so, feels so obvious what you're supposed to do with some of these guys and it's just not happening at the moment. Yeah, Uh, this kind of morphed into my second big thing from last night. Someone score, someone create, someone do something. Just do something. Like go out there on the ice and be like, hey, I'm going to try to do something positive. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm 25 seconds into my shift and I haven't gotten a shot on that. I'm going to go try run someone over. I'm going to try to do something. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just, you're not getting enough of anything from anyone. Yeah. And even when you do see, you don't see Mm -hmm. enough almost. Yeah. You see it once or twice. Rusty says, I think the injuries are affecting effort level. Hyman brings 1 million percent every shift and missing a guy like that does make a difference. But you need to have like a next man up mentality. Mm -hmm. Remember that game against Pittsburgh? That was like a a catalyst for their mini winning streak. McDavid goes down. Right. And something flipped. That team, that was like their best 25 minutes effort wise, even because I know McDavid did come back pretty quickly. That was their best 25 minutes effort wise all season probably was that little run when McDavid was out. Yeah. Okay. Have that. Why? Where's that mindset when Hyman goes down? Okay. Who's going to step into the top six and look like they're going to run someone over and look like they care? It's almost like that's a that's a really good example. Like kind of, they knew they needed to step up in that moment because McDavid was gone. When now it's just like, oh well, we'll just wait for McDavid and Drysaddle to do something to mm-hmm. generate something to get something going for this team, and that can't be the mentality. Like guys are out. Someone's got to step up and fill those spots. I guess my question to you is now, like we've spoken about Drysdale and McDavid playing together. Mm-hmm. I think that's got to end. I think now after watching last night where the team just wasn't able to do anything, like, yeah, they had 30 shots, but like, I think that's got to come to an end now and you've got yep. to separate them. Luke says they think McDavid and Leon will do everything. Yeah. I, I don't know the right way to like, 
put out how I feel about that. But I think there's something to that. When Jay Woodcroft took over last year, remember it was Derek Ryan. He came out and he was like surprisingly open to the media. And he said, you know, everyone knows what they're doing now. Everyone has a job. It feels like right now we've just reverted back to the Dave Tippett days of like, well, you better hope the power play scores two and dry settle and McDavid of three points because the rest of this team is getting seven minutes and that's too bad. Yeah, Give I, these guys more minutes. Let's play every, and I get it's because they're banged up and, and when everyone's healthy, maybe this is different, but like play guys more. Yeah. And I, they just don't have an identity at the moment. The identity is lacking throughout on every position, even like dry side last night on that first goal. Like, Take a lock, man. You're one of the best passes in the league. Yeah. Right on the tape of Washington stick and they score. Yeah. And yeah, like maybe that's what Tippett's got to do is maybe dry and McDavid become a little bit more effective. And I'm not saying they're not, obviously they they are, mm-hmm. but you take a little bit off them. Take five minutes off them. Put yeah. it on the, spread it out, like give it other guys. And then maybe the faith and belief within those bottom guys can kind of sprout up a little bit more and we can get some more from, Poyavi, uh, Costin, I guess, too. Like, there's tons of guys on this team yep. that deserve extra minutes and aren't getting anything. Holloway. Mark M, other than 97, the other leaders need to step up, split up McDry, 100%. Tyson, our bottom six needs to do more than just not get scored on and kill time for McDavid and Dry Settle the rest. Bang on. That, my second point, someone create, someone do something. We need offense from everyone. Yeah, it's, yep. Uh, Loomis says identity comes down to construction. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily buy that. I, I think this team should have a bit more pride. And if that loss last night, if losing three, two, if only scoring two goals on Charlie Lindgren on home ice against a team that's missing like seven regulars, if that doesn't piss you off in the room a little bit, like they better come out and just stomp Arizona tomorrow. That's yeah. a team that is ripe for the picking and you better be licking your chops saying, you know what? We're getting the win. We know that. And that, that shouldn't be enough for this Oilers team tomorrow night. They, they got to be pissed. Like, how can you yep. not? You got to have a statement win. I don't care who it comes against, but they, they had a chance last night to win four of the last five against the, this homestand represented a chance to go on a real nice run and make up some of the ground you lost in November. You're playing probably three teams, Montreal, Washington, and Arizona who aren't going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And maybe we just, have too high expectations for this team, which is... But we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Yeah, we should not have that. Um, I think they've got to, I guess, to Loomis, Loomis's point, like he, he talks about the identity comes down to construction. And I guess he asked us too, like, do we, what do you talk about with Holland? Like, is there, is this wrong of him? Is the team wrong? Like, I know I've, he might strictly pointed out me, but like, I think it's not on him. I think this is all on the players right now. Not on the coaches, not on Holland, not on anyone else. Like, the players just are underperforming so heavily. And tomorrow is a big chance for a lot of guys to step in and to do it. And this whole homestand, like you said, is a good chance to go back and, and win some games and get above it. And, you know, we're almost at the 30 game mark. This team's going to look a lot different if they're 18 and two compared to 15 and 15, 18, and 12. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, my third big thing from Cornerstone Insurance is the benching of Evan Bouchard, which I found to be, a very puzzling decision from Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. Um, if we have the three goals, we can probably run through them. Um, I don't. I don't know. If we, no, we don't care. It's all good. Um, but the first one, Lars Eller makes the move on Skinner. 
That was the result of a Leon Drysaddle turnover. Cody Cece thought Leon Drysaddle's making this play. He jumped up too early. Connor McDavid thought Leon Drysaddle's making this play. Jumped up too early. Darnell Nurse made the initial pass, was stuck in the corner. That play got turned around off a Drysaddle turnover. Okay. Second goal was the power play goal. Um, the tic-tac-toe, Kuznetsov from the circle, down low to Oshie, back to the middle of the ice, back in the net. McDavid and Barry each jumped at Ovechkin, who was on the far side of the ice. Like the second Kuz the puck leaves Kuznetsov's stick, bang, both McDavid and Barry, kind of like uh, those table hockey players, their sticks went yeah. whoom, right over to Alex Ovechkin. Barry skated towards Ovechkin, which I'm not sure why you would do that. And he left a guy wide open in front. That one's on Barry. First one was on Dry Settles turnover. The third one, I didn't even. I understand that Bouchard could have gotten back there, but that play started with a Tyson Berry turnover at his own blue line. The guy you're paying four and a half million dollars to be a really good offensive defenseman for you coughed up a puck at the blue line, which he actually does more than he should considering his puck skills. So Tyson Berry coughs up the puck. Evan Bouchard doesn't have great foot speed. We know that is a that's a deficiency in his game. Doesn't react the quickest. He's trying to get back, lays out and dives. I actually liked the play more than some because I thought it took away half the net. Skinner's has Protoss big body coming right in on him. Bouchard lays down and basically eliminates any way for Protoss to make a move to his forehand. The only thing Protoss can do in that situation is go backhand or shoot. Skinner can take away his angle. That play turned ugly when no one came even close to Nick Dowd on the back check. And that was a two-on-one. Bouchard has his back turn. He is busting his ass to try to get Protoss, who, again, has like six inches on him. Like yeah. Protoss, is a, those are long strides you got to make up in a, in, a, in a short amount of time. So you're trying to make up for that. You're not sitting there while you're trying to bust your ass and get back on Protoss going, I wonder if Nick Dowd's coming up the rear unchecked. <laughs> Protoss makes a smart play, stops up, drops it to Dowd, who has all the time in the world. Because again, Bouchard's making a desperation play to stop a breakaway. Not worried about the guy behind him. Tyson Berry couldn't back get, come back and get the trailer. They had no high forward. McDavid was down by the goal line or whatever. That's the play. And Bouchard sits. So now you're down by a goal in the third period. The first goal, brutal play by a vet. Second goal, brutal play by a vet. That third goal featured a brutal play by a vet. and. I fully understand Evan Bouchard's had a rough season. I get it. To punish him for a mistake play that started with Tyson Berry turning over and coughing up the puck. I don't know. I don't get it. And you're down by a goal. The defenseman who's been producing the most recently is Evan Bouchard. He scored a late tying goal against Florida like days ago. <laughs> and you bench him. I just... that. I don't understand. You bench him to play Broberg with Nurse on his off wing, a guy who's played like 15 NHL games again in a one goal game late on home ice. You're now playing him or Nurse on their offside late in the game. What? I'm with you. Like it's kind of brings you back to Holloway a little bit in the sense of like players aren't being rewarded when they deserve to be rewarded and yep. they aren't being punished when they deserve to be punished. Like you listed, three veteran players made mistakes that led directly to goals. And the th what's Bouchard? Third, fourth year defenseman, whatever he is. Second so, full season. It's his sec second, full, second season. full season. Is the one that has to sit on the bench and think about what he did wrong. And like, it's not, such an old yeah. school way of thinking. And I, I want to see more from Woodcroft and Manson. They're young, 
are inexperienced coaches yep. who shouldn't have these mentalities as an NHL coach. Like they should know we're working in Bakersfield, young players are going to make mistakes and Bruce didn't even make a mistake. I didn't the think o- it was that bad. The only thing I would have maybe have liked to have seen from Bruchard, I would have maybe have liked him to seen a draw on the penalty, but also when you think about you it- You mean take the penalty like take, on protest? Yeah, like, yeah, like just haul him down? Just take him down. Your just, penalty kill sucks though. But then that's <laughs> the other thing is like, you know, I wonder if he's thinking is like, well, I'd be better off just hoping for the best here that someone's going to back me up and then literally nobody's there. Like he's, he's just the effort. The effort is everything on yeah. this team right now and it does not exist. It's it's, it's laughable. Like I'm just literally laughing to myself as I'm trying to explain all this stuff. <sighs> I like to you're down a goal and you're going to sit your best offensive and he hasn't been their best D man this year. Cody CC has been running to the ground, his place slipping, but I feel like it's coming at a time where Brett Kulak is starting to take a step forward. Also shout out to Stony Plains, very own Brett Kulak getting his first of the year. That was cool. Did you see he also went out to some minor hockey stuff all over the weekend? That was awesome. Uh, I just love to see good karma. Good karma. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Kulak's getting better. CC's taking a step back because he's getting overplayed. Bouchard's your best offensive defenseman. You sit him when you're down by a goal. Doesn't make sense to me. I didn't hate the play either. And also the people who are mad at him for the penalty he took earlier. Yeah. Okay. Dumb penalty. Same people who are like Evan Bouchard doesn't play with enough aggression. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, if yeah. you want like a big mean defenseman, who's going to inflict physical pain on the opposition, he's going to take penalties. So like you, you can't, can't have your cake and eat it too in that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bouchard is what he is in that aspect of thing. Like, it's like the whole Poyavi argument too, where he's like, he's not aggressive enough. Well, now he's being aggressive and it's taken away from what he's actually kind of good at. You don't want that to happen to Bouchard too. You got to try and find a balance between everything. And mm-hmm. I don't really, I didn't like the penalty you talked about. Like you said, like you can't, you can't be mad at him. Like he's trying to be aggressive and be tough to play against. That's something we've spoken about for weeks is team toughness. Yeah. Guy shows a bit of aggression or I was just going to get pissed. Like, Bouchard was not the reason his team lost a game last night. It was a team collective besides Stuart Skinner. Uh, Brent Smith says, or Smith, sorry, Bouchard was the last guy back. He should know an opposing player can't be behind him. But see, and for me, this goes back to remember the first goal, right? The, or sorry, the dry saddle turnover. Like McDavid jumped, CeCe jumped up in the rush because you look at that play and you kind of say, all right, Leon Drysaddle on the half wall. And I don't mean to pile on Drysaddle because you can't just pile on the big guns. They're the only reason this team's above 500 this year. But you look at that and those guys made those reactions to jump up in the play mm-hmm. because like, okay, Leon Drysaddle makes this play. And I think for Bouchard, it's like, hey, this puck goes to the line. Bouchard's, or Barry, I'm watching it again on my screen. Barry steps up. He is right at the blue line. And it bounces off his skate immediately instead of Barry just picking it up clean. And I get that he was rushing in to keep it onside and all that. Sure. I mean, maybe you can make an argument that was actually offside and a a whistle getting blown there saves him. Um, But like, I think if you're Bouchard, you're not sitting there being like, oh man, Tyson Barry's going to kick this right onto the Washington Capitals stick. It's a bad bounce. Like it's, it's a bad bounce. Yeah. And Bouchard, okay, sure, maybe he didn't read it right, but like at the time when it touches Barry, Bouchard is a step outside of the blue line. So he's actually on the right side of the blue line and he's starting to pivot backwards. So he never even at any point went into the offensive zone. He was back good. He was back good. And then he kind of let Protoss take the middle, play snaps up the other way. Bouchard 
actually pivots relatively quickly and stays stride for stride with Protoss. Like yeah. Bouchard, I think on that play eliminated the scoring chance. I don't know that, the scoring chance. He's responsible there, which is again yeah. the guy, the lead guy in the rush, and he's the first D man back. I've watched this as you've been watching. I've been watching yeah. too. Just, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, that's not on Bouchard. There's nothing he could do. He's put in a terrible spot yeah. to try and retreat. He does a very good job of breaking up the initial scoring chance and then has no support behind him. Like I get it. It's a quick bang, bang play yep. off Barry and everything. Like it's not on the forward, I suppose either, but like, it's just kind of a tough goal to allow, I guess like bad, obviously bad timing, but also like, just on an odd nine rush, and that one play from the blue line just led to the others. There was a high danger scoring chance for Washington, and they capitalized. The only thing, again, I will say about it is maybe Bouchard could have just taken down Protoss. It's the only crit- critic yeah. I have. Of then it. you're putting your PK in a near league worst spot. PK on the ice late <laughs> yes. hockey game. Not great. No. Uh, Tyler Mulek's in the chat. I made it this time. What up? Give me your thoughts on the game. Um, Tyler, did we talk about Luke Shen yet? Luke Shen nearing 3,000 hits. Also just smoked Uri Slavkovsky last night. Ran him over. Um, but you're saying no Luke Shen no Luke Shen talk in the chat? We're not doing that yet? No, I just meant like no Luke. We haven't talked oh, about Luke we haven't Luke hit Shen. on. I and mean, I sure. also asked, is Luke Shen the answer? So, He's not. Well, you never know. He's got team toughness. <laughs> Would you mind, like, hypothetically, if they were like, hey, we got Luke Shen. I mean, he's a Band-Aid, but if he's your ad. Also, I don't think Broberg's been bad. I actually think their six D-men that they have right now are okay. Yeah, I I think the answer isn't even on the... like. I think improving the blue line is something of importance, I guess yeah. you could say. But again, it just comes down to literally the whole team play a better as a team. They don't have an identity at the moment. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. Uh, I see Zach was in the chat. Saying uh, my opinion on Bouchard was a dub, calling me Weiler Waremchuk. Um, Zach, you're not going to like this next topic. Um, uh, yes, Apuliarvi can't play in the top line anymore. It we're done with that, right? And I I'm all for pay. I love the guy. I want this guy to work here in Edmonton. You know, it. I own a Yes Apuliarvi number 98 jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm an OG. We're done. I think. One thing I've always noticed with Pugliavi is I find he plays way better away. He does. From maybe not even both of them, but at least one of them. Like he plays better when it's just him and someone else. I think maybe even Drysdale. Like, does the game move too quickly for him when he's with McDavid? Like, I don't know if he's that guy. And that's not, hey, game moves way quick for me watching McDavid sometimes. I'm not being critical of Pugliavi in that way. It's just. It's a different kind of play. You wouldn't expect Brad Malone to go up there and perform with McDavid either. Like you got to put players in positions to succeed. And obviously last night, the others were a bit shorthanded because Hyman was out too. So you kind of think, okay, who's got the best potential to actually score a goal? It's the guy who has one goal on the season. But I just don't think he's there at the moment. And I think he plays way better when he's away from them and he can actually focus on playing his own game, not thinking like, okay, well, McDavid has a puck. Now I have to go park my ass in front of the net. Because that's just not what he is. I, you talked about putting players in positions to succeed. Okay. Holloway playing with skill. Let's see what he can do with skill yeah. for an extended look. Give him the pool RV treatment. We're like, Hey, for three games, you're sticking up here and you're going to stay there yep. with pool RV. I just, we aren't getting the results and you're just beating your head against a cement wall, expecting more. The guy, this is, this seems cherry picked and I don't like being this guy. He falls down 
when he gets scoring chances more often than he doesn't, it feels like. You always find he's in too close. Like he almost gets too close to Jason the goal. Greger says it's a stick length. Maybe it is. Maybe he's maybe. Like, I don't I don't know. Another <laughs> stick. No but like maybe he's just simply too big to park his ass in front of the net because he just can't move quick enough to to score. You know what I mean? Like I think we've seen that like a few times this season where he's actually had really, really good chances on the doorstep and he just can't produce because he's too close to make a move and he's not quick enough to do it. Bison mask king guy who I'm sure we can expect to have a very measured end. Not, <laughs> I'm just bugging you. Uh, he says the best line was new Gianmark Pugliarvi garbage take. Bro, that's what we're saying. Yeah, that's what we're saying. <laughs> Move he, him away from McDavid and Dreisaitl. We're with you, Bison King, Mask Guy, whatever, all of Don't you play him with Connor and Leon. It doesn't work. We're done with this. You need someone who is more competent in, score, in high danger areas. He's not. That's not who he is. So I, <laughs> I actually think you would work really well on like a Nuge dry side of Puyavi line. There were three combinations of Oilers forwards who at five on five, sorry, there were four combinations of Oilers forwards who at five on five together had more than four shots for last night in three minutes and 40 seconds, Hamblin, Malone and Holloway had five shots. Nuge, Holloway and Yanmark in two minutes and 37 seconds had four Nuge, Yanmark, Pugliarvi had four in four minutes and 30 seconds. Nuge, Yanmark, Yamamoto had four as well in six minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah, that Nuge, when Nuge was on the ice last night, good things were happening. The other thing is, like, you can sit. Zach says Nuge, Dry, Pugliarvi is an ideal second line. Sure, put him mm-hmm. there. I I like I thought his game this year was at the best when he was with McLeod, and that's not an option right now because Ryan McLeod's hurt. Um, but I just I wouldn't have him in the top six. I wouldn't have him in the top six. I just I'm all for players having to play through slumps to an extent, but it's been twenty some odd games. He's not a goal scorer. That's not who he is. Let him go be a guy who generates on the forecheck and plays gives you good third line minutes. Just let him be that guy. So tomorrow night when they play Arizona, how would you line up? No, let's say hypothetically, let's Hyman's say Hyman's back. back. Let's okay. say Hyman's back. Hyman's back. Zach Hyman's back. So I go McDavid Hyman as my top line duo. Um, and then on the left side, I'll give Dylan Holloway a full game there. Um, on the first line. On the first so line with McDavid Holloway, and Hyman. McDavid Hyman. Holloway, McDavid Hyman. Second line. I know the numbers don't support this, but Kyler Yamamoto hasn't been healthy in a while when they've tried it. I would go dry side on Nuge Yamamoto again. I'd reunite that line. And then my third line would be Costin, Pugliarvi, and pff, your center depth is just so shot. Um, Costin, Pugliarvi, and Malone, I guess, or Derek Ryan. Try him down the middle again. They haven't played him as a center for a while. But um, And, and Bison-Mask guy, guy says, I'm, I'm tired of all these line changes. Yeah, man, I am too. That's why I said, find your duos and give them runway. Injuries have screwed you in that regard. I get it. I didn't like going back to McDavid and Drysaddle. You got to split it up now, though. You go McDavid and Hyman, line one. You go Nuge and Drysaddle is your line two duo. And if you want to move around the pieces, shuffle the deck chairs on the Titanic every game after that, sure. But at least give guys some chance to get something going. So This is what I would do. So I would go... I think I would put Holloway in the top line too, just because of where we're at right now. He's played, he's had good games. Like it's not yeah. like he hasn't earned it. The only other way, so 
Hyman and McDavid. I agree with that mm-hmm. duo. I would go Holloway. Uh-huh. Then I would go Dreisaitl, Poyavi, and I would go Yanmark. And I would have Nuge as my third line center. Do dry Pugliarvi Yanmark. Yeah. So Nuge on your third line, you have Yamo with him, obviously. Yeah. And then Klim Shady. And then I would go Benson, Hamlin, Derek Ryan. That's right, folks. I'm taking Devin Shaw out of the lineup. How that's, dare you? That's big. Um, I actually like that. No, I, I think the idea of maybe splitting up the centers, because I just rattled off the numbers. Last game, Nugent Hopkins put up good numbers playing with Yanmark and Holloway, good numbers with Yanmark and Pugliarvi, good numbers with Yamamoto and Yanmark. Okay, playing with anyone. I think one other thing, I, like Yanmark was on the ice for both goals yesterday yeah. too. So maybe you keep him and Nuge together and you elevate Klim Costin to the second line. Or like in some way, I think maybe... We talk about duos, like maybe Yanmark and Nuge is a duo in the depth. I think mm-hmm. Yanmark's actually been pretty decent in this little run here. And, you know, he's been he, fine. Yeah, he's been he's good. Kind of funny looking, but I like him. <laughs> I don't care what he looks like as long as he helps the team win. <laughs> but he was, he screened on that, um, Kulak goal. He was the screen. Yeah, you're right. And Kulak actually, he scores. First thing he kind of did, pointed at Yanmark. Nice screen. Yeah. Yeah, great screen or something. I don't know, I'm not good. I'm not Chalmers lip reading. <laughs> um, you want to know the most damning stat when it comes to their depth? Have, oh, are yeah. you aware of how miserable the Anaheim Ducks have been this year? I have saw they hadn't like won a game in regulation. They've won regulation win this okay. year. One regulation win this year. They have a points percentage of 288. Not bad. Did you know they have four players with more than five goals this year? <laughs> you want to take a stab? <laughs> More than five goals? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll keep this on this. Yanmark doesn't, Yamo doesn't, <laughs> Costin doesn't, Shaw doesn't, Ryan doesn't, Holloway doesn't, Malone doesn't, Hamlin doesn't. So there's eight, oh, Poyavi. So nine forwards that played last night yeah. don't have more than five goals on this other team. Yeah, they, they have four players with more than five goals on the air. The same amount as the Anaheim Ducks, who have a 288 points percentage. Wow. <laughs> I saw Hyman Nuge, Hyman Nuge, Dreisaitl McDavid, for those wondering. And Kane has exactly five, so not more than five. Okay. So I saw a stat the other day that McDavid and Dreisaitl have 42.6% of the Oilers' goals this season, which I mean, like, isn't crazy because they're obviously the two best players, but it's also like, ah, this needs to be way better. It shows does. how much they rely upon those two guys. Yeah. I was really excited because I had a great joke lined up to start this show instead of me just grunting at the camera. I was going to start it with something about calling him Mick shorthanded. Can't score at five on five. <laughs> I tweeted that out. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. Oh, really? Yeah, we think the same. Um, I was going to like, I mean, it, they should have won last night, man. I know. One thing quickly. We're at 31 likes. We're very close to our target of 47 in respect to Stuart Skinner. So yeah. if you could like the video. Uh, Mr. Skinner, the only man who deserves likes today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Sam, uh, you're going Campbell tomorrow, right? Dude, yeah, you I gotta. Guess, I guess you have yeah, you to. Gotta, you you have to, but I, you know what? The whole time I was thinking last night, while I was watching that game was we've obviously gave Campbell a lot of shit this season and most of it, to be fair, he hasn't really helped himself, mm-hmm. but the more you watch this team, you think how much blame can we even put on him on some of these nights too? Like you look at last night, they allowed 50 shots and the only reason they didn't lose by more is because of they had a good goalie. Yeah. And it's like, you got to help your goalies. You got to help them. And until that happens, I don't think we can expect anything more from Skinner or Campbell in both perspectives of yep. it, you know? Uh, Simon says, indeed, five on five, this team struggles to score. They are remedial five on five offensively. I will never sit here and rip this team when they win games because of just their power play. That is a skill. That is something that if any other team in the NHL could have their power play, they would. Every team would trade for it, right? Obviously, that that's very clear. I think the right way it needs to be talked about is... Their power play should be what takes them from a top 10 team to a top five team in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Their roster is good enough for them to be top five. Their high end skill and the damage they can do on the power play is what should make them in into the conversation of the elite from the very good to the elite. Yeah. So when you have a game like Saturday against Montreal, where your power play wins you the hockey game, that's fine. I will applaud you for that. It is entertaining. They play good. No beef there for me. Um, the issue is you need to follow it up with a good five on five game. You yeah. need to have games where like you look competent at five on five and you win games because your five on five plays better. And again, if they were competent at five on five, they win that game last night. And then we're talking about a winning streak getting going here. Right. Mm-hmm. But the issue is it's power player bust and you win games because your power play or you lose them. No in between. And that's the issue. You can win games because your power play. That is fine. Right. It's like it's oh, like yeah. having a good dessert every night, a piece of cake. Everyone loves it's a all good. Cake. You got to eat your veggies too. If you don't eat your veggies, you don't get dessert. Exactly. If you mm-hmm. don't play good at five on five, and all you want to do is munch it up on the power play, nom, 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 eat all that cake. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna. That's not sustainable. You're going to die. If you eat too much cake, you will die. And if the Oilers only want to live with their power play, they will die. And by dying, we mean miss the playoffs. Yep. And it's always funny sometimes too, when you see all the others will never get power play in the playoffs. Isn't there a stat that's like the more power plays are actually drawn in the playoffs than in the regular season. More often than not, the yeah yeah, power plays per game goes up at the post. And I guess the argument too is that there's also more missed calls because it's just more physical. It's more more intense, more physical. There's more infractions. I'm sure people are thinking that right now is, oh, well, the power play won't happen. It's like, yep, it'll it'll be there in the playoffs if we get there, but we're not going to get there unless we play better right now. 
Yeah. We get it. We're not even 30 games in. But also, it's it's worrying that this has been a trend for almost 30 games. Um, Mulek in the chat says, you won't get big and strong like Tyler just eating dessert. Yep. I would argue that I'm the example of someone who only eats fried vegetables because I have the body <laughs> physique of a string bean. <laughs> Let's get to our... Uh, we you gotta are what run. you eat. Pardon? You are what you eat. I do love string beans. Mm-hmm. And I love cake. <laughs> <laughs> this team's driven us to insanity today. Um, okay, let's get to our betting because we do have to wrap up the show eventually here. Uh, courtesy of our friends over at Betway, Liam. Hello. What do you got tonight? You got anything tonight? Last night, I was on the over between Montreal and uh, and Vancouver. 7-6 the final. That's over. Um, but I missed on my other ones. I just went with the two hottest players in the NHL right now. Jason Robinson and Mitch Marner to both to score goals. I mean, 18 game point streak going head to head against a 19 game point streak. I mean, one of them, I think this is a, a game they'll both hopefully produce in. Yeah. Both pretty good odds, too. I was kind of surprised that they, uh, like, at least Jason Robinson was plus money, to be honest. I know it's not a ton, like, even money, but still, like, both good numbers. So I'll, I'm just going to ride the hot streaks of those two guys. Same game, too. So you don't even have to click around. What matchup intrigues you more? 19-game point streak against 18-game point streak or Shane Wright making his return to the NHL to face the Montreal Kings? <laughs> Not Shane Wright. <laughs> you think? Remember the stare down at the draft, right? He's back now. Yeah, Shane Wright. I You're feel kind there. of bad. He's, I feel not, bad for him. I'm not there for him. But also, I think Seattle have done him dirty, man. I think they've done him dirty, and I think they've done their organization he, a disjustice yeah. of keeping him in and around. Like he's, he's going to go to the World Juniors, a hundred percent. Yeah, he's probably going to go back to King, Kingston. I think he's where he played, right? Yeah. Like, but he should have gone back months and months ago. Confidence is everything with these young guys. I We've would, seen the other screw players. Yeah, like, yes, Paul Yavi, maybe not screw, but you know what I mean. Like, you're not helping anyone. So, yeah, there he is on the screen. Um, I was thinking of this, like you're talking about sending him back to junior early in this season. He was up with the crack and playing like seven, eight minutes a night. Shane Wright in his life has probably never played less than 10 never. minutes in a hockey game. Never. That's ever. a guy who through junior probably would have never played less than 18 minutes in a game. Yeah. You go back through his Bantam days, his minor hockey days. He's never been the worst player on his team. And to throw him out there for six, seven minutes a night. I just couldn't even imagine the mind mess that would create for him. And the thing for me that's, kind of bug me about it is not only the fact that yeah he's not playing but like Seattle don't need a guy to try to drive the market right now you have yeah. Manny Benias he's one of the best he's probably going to win the Calder this year right like he's one yeah. of the best rookies in the league he's a fantastic player to watch so just like market behind him and then be like Ooh. oh we have got Shane Wright coming soon look at all these great numbers he's putting up in the OHL right now he's going to go play for Canada and win gold and probably captain the team because he's so good yeah, but now it's like, oh, we got a guy who's playing seven minutes a night, and everyone's just gonna remember him for that. Uh, we got breaking news to get to, but first, my bets tonight: Shane, uh, Shane or sorry, Matty Beneers to get an assist, Kraken puck line, Crosby shot prop, Penguins puck line are my four plays uh, tonight. Jason Greger breaking this bad boy on OilersNation.com. Next October, the Oilers are getting the Heritage Classic. Oh, uh, date not finalized, opponent not finalized. Gregor says it should be the Calgary Flames. You're damn right, it should. Um, Heritage Classic coming back to Commonwealth. Cool. So when we- and in October, so like it shouldn't be I was minus say- thirty. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that is breaking news. This is why we keep Commonwealth around. Yeah. This is why we can't end our show at twelve thirty anymore. Um, 
Interesting. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you're aware, but with wind chill today in Edmonton, it's like minus what? Minus 33, minus 34. Um, it's yeah, very, very cold. Yes. It's very cold today. Uh, okay, we'll wrap this up. Uh, shout out to all of our sponsors. So, oh, Alex, you're saying no. You're saying keep going. You want me to keep rolling? All right. We yeah, need sure. four okay, more likes for Stuart Skinner. Oh, do we? Okay, come on, people. Four more likes. Get the last four likes in the chat and uh, I'll catch up on everything else you've been saying. Liam asked you for your favorite desserts. Sure. Uh, Dr. Gonzo, pie and ice cream. Rusty said key lime pie. Um, mm. Tyler Mulek said pecan pie. Chris said cake and homemade, ski cake and homemade ice cream. I don't even know what that is. Smart cowboy, banana cream pie. I'm a big strawberry shortcake guy. Like the character or the dessert? The, the, sh- the dessert. <laughs> Boy, you, you hit me with a curve on there. You buckled me. Uh, I, I love cheesecake. <laughs> so my dad is a funny story. My dad... Um, my dad used to be in the military when we lived in England mm-hmm. and he, so obviously like you're not treated a life of luxury when you're in the military, you get treats every now and then. And somebody, oh, we got 47 likes. Thank you. Um, somebody, they got cheesecake one day and yeah. he went to the bathroom yeah. and he's like, save me a slice. So everyone got one slices. He went to the bathroom, came back, his slice was gone. Somebody had two slices of cheesecake and he didn't talk to them for six months. <laughs> He was like, hey. Your dad knows how to hold a grudge. You got it. Times of need. He needed a cheesecake to get him through. So now we're a family of cheesecake lovers, but never, ever eat somebody's slice of cheesecake is the moral of the story, people. I like a good, again, I'm a big strawberry guy. So like strawberry cheesecake, you load it up. You know when you get like, and honestly, sometimes with this, the more artificial it is, the better. Like the strawberry, like syrupy, you know what I'm saying? Yep. More artificial, the better. I I have one more. Yeah. The Italian donuts with, I'd never know how to say this, but yeah. it's like macadamian sauce or something like that. Okay. Marabone. Marabone? I don't know. It's something like that. Something bone. Delicious. <laughs> you get it at Joey's. Unbelievable. I get, and you get double. Oh my goodness. I always find room. You know, he's got good desserts. Our friend is so, friends at Soho oh, yeah. Yeg on Jasper. Uh, Tyler makes a good point. This means we get a Heritage Classic jersey, probably. Yeah. So my favorite jersey the Oilers have released in the last little bit was the reverse retro from the bubble year. The white orange shoulders. It was like the oh, to the WHA days. I'd like to see him bring that back. Yeah. Someone said go cream, like uh, the Sabres outdoor jersey. Ooh, look at that, that with a cream bottom would be would be very nice. Are you just putting up pictures of desserts, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what I would like to see because this would be McDavid's good. first outdoor game. Uh, no, he played in Winnipeg that year. Right. That's right. There was a one. I yeah. forgot about that. This is exciting. That's actually big news. That I, is big news. I'm excited to attend an outdoor hockey game. Yeah. I've only ever been to, I went to Commonwealth twice when it has been freezing. I went to yeah. the Grey Cup, the year Calgary beat Ottawa, uh, whatever year that was here a few years ago. And I went to obviously the Canadian men's game against. That was cold. <laughs> that I'm was happy the Oilers crazy. are doing this in October though. So like, let's just say October 28th or 27th or something, right? Mm-hmm. Throw it right around there where like, it'll be cold enough to keep the rink going outside, obviously. But you're not making your fans do what they didn't know three, which was like, but and maybe some people are mad about that. Maybe some people want the experience of like, oh yeah, it's minus 35 with wind chill for this hockey game. I am soft, so I will say it's good that we're just kind of doing it, you know, in normal times, we'll call it. I'm with you. Mm. If they don't play Calgary, who would you want them to play? Would you want them to play Winnipeg? Because that's, they've done it all. Montreal. No, not Montreal. It's lame. Wasn't that 2003 Montreal Edmonton though? 
If it's, yeah, that was. That's um, the only reason I bring that one up. Shout out to uh, Mattis, who's watching us from Australia. Hell yeah. Um, keep hammering that like button, everyone, as well. Can we get Tyler first? says, I went to the first one we had here as a field trip with school. He also says, orange logo like the WHA days. Yeah. If they dropped an orange logo jersey, I'd be fired up. I'd buy one of those. Um, what about Toronto? I was thinking that too. Give us McDavid Matthews outside. That might be good. Yeah. Always although, but then, <laughs> although, but then the stadium's going to be filled with uh, I, I Leafs fans. That'd be play. lame. Unless you have Vancouver. Nah, yeah, Calgary's probably the play here. It yeah. should be Calgary. <laughs> Tyler yeah, says uh, Canucks Bedard versus McDavid. That'd be special. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. I wonder if they'll wait. I wonder if they'll wait and see. Yeah. Find out more. Keep it locked. That's why you always keep it locked on OilersNation.com. Jason Greger dropping that uh, piece of breaking news. We have a new episode of Oilers Nation Radio. We got to get to right away. So if you want some more Oilers Nation hockey talk in your life, find Oilers Nation Radio wherever you get your podcast from. Also, Mattis says he hasn't missed a single show, man. Hell yeah. That's what I love to hear from Australia. That is great. Come up for the outdoor game. Why not? Uh, shout out to the Sports Closet, sportscloset.ca for the sports fan in your life, whatever they're a fan of. NFL, CFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. It's all the sports leagues I know. Premier League, they got some soccer gear on there as well. Uh, find it, sportscloset.ca. Get all your uh, holiday shopping done for the sports fan in your life. Or they do have gift cards as well, which is a great idea too. Uh, shout out to Soho Yeg, Cornerstone Insurance, and Sherwood Ford. Tomorrow is a Sherwood Ford giant game day, so Jay will be along for that. We got a bunch of exciting stuff coming down the pipe here. Chris is wa- asking when the next watch along is. I got some other things we're planning. I got some other things we're planning here at uh, at the nation. So we'll keep you posted on that. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow, noon Mountain Time, with another game day. Chat with you then. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.